Impressions. Welcome to Impressions, a podcast of non-genre-specific, impressionistic music recommendations. There's an accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. You can find it on our website, impressionspodcast.com. You might want to listen to the songs before or after this episode, or you might want to listen along with us. We'll give you a cue. My name is Busy Hemphill. My name is Nick Forrest. I like plants. What prompted this thought? Is it because they're coming back to life? I mean, they're not coming back yet here in Philadelphia, but it has been getting a bit warmer. There's been a little bit of seedlings popping up here and there, mm-hmm. and it's just that early spring feeling. They just come back. Mm-hmm. They die, and then they come back. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about plants this week that are kind of outsiders. Some of them are invasive species, but I think they still deserve love and attention anyway. They do. Also, just a quick note on invasive plants. Like, yes, they can be really destructive to ecosystems. Yeah. So I'm not saying they're all amazing. Yeah. However, because of like various practices that we humans have done yes. and including introducing invasive species, sometimes invasive species end up doing the work that formerly native species yes. were doing but have somehow for some reason gone away they can be very important totally. to the ecosystem now in our current stage where they've colonized a place yeah i totally want to talk course. about like how they got here why we shouldn't be totally mad at them yeah. And how, you know, whether you like it or not, they're part of our ecosystem. Anyway, my first song is inspired not necessarily by invasive species, um, but by my tropical houseplants. They're the first plants I see every day. I have many tropical houseplants in my home in Pennsylvania. Um, I always wonder, like, if they're thinking, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Every time I go to, like, a warm climate or, like, a subtropical climate, I see my houseplants enjoying their best lives in nature, rooted in the soil, And I'm just like, man, I bet my houseplants are so unhappy in the corner of my drafty house. (laughs) Also, this song is just kind of a silly introduction to this episode in general. It is by Mort Garson, and it's from the late 70s. It's called Plantasia. And in my mind, it's just what these kind of out of place tropical plants in Pennsylvania sound like. It almost felt like it was going to be like a theremin or early synth version of Eleanor Rigby. Ooh, yeah, I could hear that. Maybe that was subconsciously influencing me. And your story at the beginning. This little (laughs) plant had to leave home Uh and travel a long way, just like Eleanor Rigby had to leave her home. So this kind of, uh, because it's like this all synth orchestra, it has a very like retro futuristic feel. Mm -hmm. So I do imagine that your houseplants went on an adventure and this is actually the soundtrack for (laughs) them going on their adventure to a drafty Philadelphia uh, row house. Like in the quieter parts... I imagine your little monstera hugging its mother oh. in like a sunny tropical uh-huh. environment as it readies itself for a voyage. And then in that like triumphant synth chorus that comes in, you know, the little little monstera is putting on a spacesuit to get ready to embark on its journey. So then after that, the kind of quieter parts and the more triumphant parts, it feels like it's like hurtling through yes. space. Didn't they, when they're doing some of these space missions, aren't they, 
like taking seeds as yeah. well. That's like, the thing. It, Did right. you ever have space tomatoes when you were? What? Oh my god! I think I like I have asked a lot of people this question, and everyone is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, in grade school, there's like we had a whole space unit. One of the space scientists grew tomato plants in the space shuttle. Or the space station. Okay, okay. And then brought the seeds back home and then like propagated those and then distributed space tomato seeds to elementary schools apparently across Ohio, question mark. Interesting. Isn't that where um, the guy who walked on the moon is from? Yeah, it is. Maybe that's why. (laughs) I think think that's it. Like all of this actually sounds very familiar, but it feels like, you know, I learned it in a dream somehow. does so i don't I actually, actually don't have a monster, no i don't but... oh okay. <laughs> i have a philodendron okay. i have a philodendron and a bird of paradise okay. pothos yeah no monsteras in my narrative they had already arrived at the house i imagine mm. the plant using one of its leaves and like calling its plant mom back in brazil or wherever <gasps> it came from and being like, oh, yeah, it's winter here again in Philadelphia. I haven't bloomed in five years. We have this bird of paradise that's bloomed like once in the 11 years I've had it. I imagine okay. they bloom more than that in their in their um, normal so. habitat. Yeah. <laughs> so the triumphant parts are when it's like finally pushes out a bloom oh. like once every eight years. All of yeah. the energy yeah. is just directed towards this one triumphant bloom that because it's you know, in Philadelphia in a pot is just like pitiful and small compared to what it would produce in nature in a tropical setting. You know, plants, they live on a different timeline than humans. Some of them live much longer. Some of them live much shorter. Um, But this was like a time lapse of the plant blooming, checking in with its plant parents and friends back home and just doing the best it can. So there's a lot of cottonwood trees in Albuquerque. The first time I heard about cottonwoods was from a Cole Porter song called Don't Fence Me In. And it's like definitely a fake Mm -hmm. cowboy sounding song. So this song is a version of that Cole Porter song that sounds very uh, drastically different than every other version, which really they all basically sound the same. So I was very excited to find this. Um, again, it's a Cole Porter song called Don't Fence Me In, but this version is by the Marvelettes, and they were the group that did oh, uh, yeah. Hey Mr. Postman, so you probably know them from that. So, Don't Fence Me In by the Marvelettes. Impressions. 
I love cottonwood trees. My aunt growing up, she had a huge cottonwood tree in her house in Cleveland, Ohio. And every June slash July, it would just snow cottonwood seeds. They look, if you haven't seen them before, they're just like fluffy, Mm -hmm. like white seedlings that just kind of drift through the sky. And it's just such a magical, fun image from my childhood. But they're super annoying. They clog your gutters. You have to clean them up. They like fuck up your flower beds. They get everywhere. It will not be fenced in. It will spread all over the neighborhood with its little cottonwood seedlings. I love this rendition of the song. A lot of these girl groups, they have that real kind of playful, I want to say like teenage brattiness to them, where it's like the intersection of like playfulness and flirtatiousness. Mm -hmm. This song definitely has that. And I just imagine like this is the voice of the cottonwood tree being like, oh, you can try to rake up my seeds, but no matter how hard you try, like... I'm going to get all over the place, and I'm really pretty. As you were talking, I was reminded that there's some kind of ghoulie, like some kind of New Mexico-specific ghoulie that is the cottonwood um, fiber. I remember the basic idea was that it suffocates you, and so people not being able to breathe is very strongly associated with the cottonwood cotton stuff. song it's the narrative of a cowboy wildcat Mm -hmm. kelly who doesn't want to be fenced in like basically you know i just want to go be on the frontier i'm gonna like ride on my horse i'm gonna lasso up some cattle i'm gonna i don't like fences he says it like so many times in there this song it's so much i think because it's a uh it it is a teen girl group it seems so much more Mm. about talking to a lover and asking them not to fence her in which i really like like i was like yeah ask for that I just relate to this very deeply of like, yeah, I do like to go camping and be outside and be alone and not have fences Mm -hmm. and like not deal with cities and grids. You know, it still works, even if all of those lyrics are exactly the same, like listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. These ladies are telling their lover, like, don't fence me Mm -hmm. in. I'm going to do my own thing. I need to still have independence and still have freedom, even if we're together. And I love you and I want to be with you. But please don't don't keep me trapped because I got to go do some stuff. And then this this space of sanctuary is this this cottonwood grove by a river it's free and filled with air and beautiful sound and ghosts yeah ghosts and ghosts that'll take your breath away
What other plants are we talking about? So this next song is about mugwort. So mugwort is not necessarily native to North America, um, but despite that, it has a lot of uses. It's used as medicine in a lot of cultures. It's used to treat cramps, specifically around the menstrual cycle. It's used to promote deep dreaming and sometimes prophetic dreaming. And it was used to make beer. And it was also used to season food. But it's also quite a rambunctious plant in the garden. You know, once mugwort enters your garden, you really have to keep an eye on it. Otherwise, it'll just wipe out everything. But the reason why I love mugwort so much is because it's a plant that's just so prevalent in abandoned spaces or spaces that have been left to, in quotes, return to nature. Every time I'm walking the dogs, I grab a handful of uh, mugwort. I keep it in a jar. Sometimes I make tea with it. Sometimes I put it under my pillow. But, you know, seeing as how it got Mm. to North America um, and also seeing how gardeners just hate it, it's also kind of a bad thing as well. It it really has this duality that I I think is really interesting. This next song, it's very dreamy. And just like Mugwort, it is called Cures and Wounds. And it is by Wilma Archer. It definitely feels like a journey of healing, and it starts by sticking Mm -hmm. you in the forest, too. So the person is already ill, already hurt, and somebody has to enter this forest in order to find the things that might help cure them. There's so much like hope in this song and so much unknown, which I think is a lot of... To me, a lot of the healing process, you're like, I hope it'll be okay. (laughs) I don't really know how my body's doing it, but it's doing it. There's a lot of just like pure faith. And yeah, as you said, hope that you need to have, especially when you're just figuring it out for the first time. You know, mugwort in excess can like, I'm sure it can be toxic and make you seriously ill. So I'm sure it took a lot of tries to like get that Mm -hmm. dosage right. I think because there's those cellos which kind of weave in and out, and then there's that bell that recurs throughout the entire mm-hmm. song. There's this air of mm-hmm. like slithering growth. I think because I have this image of mugwort just relentlessly growing in whatever place you put it in, mm-hmm. it just thrives. Like it just slithers yeah. and thrives and becomes beautiful and big, and eventually yeah. it flowers. And yeah, like some people might think it's a nuisance and destructive. Other people might see it as this incredible medicinal benefit and use it to like have vivid dreams or do Mm -hmm. magic or treat pain. That's, I think, where that Mm -hmm. ambiguity and that duality for me comes in is that sense of mystery and slithering growth through the bells and the cello. they are repeated you know it's just it's one or two lines repeated over and over that ends up feeling like some kind of prayer for whoever is harmed the whole song it feels like it's an invocation to me 
I think because the bell it's magic. It just sets a magical tone. It elevates the vibration to uh some a place that's like slightly above the ordinary. Yeah. Mugwort can do that. It's so ordinary, it's so common, it's everywhere. But is it it is this thing that holds mm-hmm. power depending on how you look at it. Any plant can be a weed. It's just sort of the context in which you situate it. Yes. Like when we plant something, oftentimes, you know, other little things pop up, right? Because you're watering and whatever seeds are lying dormant and they're like, oh, we want to play too. And Shane gets mad uh-huh. at me because he's like, no, we should pull them out. They're weeds. Yeah. And I'm like, but you don't know what they are. Maybe it'll turn into something cool. And any, anything is exactly. a weed if it's where you exactly. don't want it to be. Vegetation is rather sparse in the desert. Would you believe? (laughs) But the fact that you see like juniper and pinon kind of in the the high deserts of New Mexico, I'm like, oh, okay. Like things grow here, like deeply green things grow here. That makes me think that like there's some water somewhere and we can survive. One thing I appreciate about desert plants is that they're really, they're spiky and mm-hmm. weird and they're real survivalists. So this next song I'm playing, yes, it's called Juniper um, because of the juniper tree. And also um, it's kind mm. of a spiky song too. Like it's a little bit off-putting as well. So here it is, Juniper by Modern Woman. It is spiky, despite that song's spikiness. It's also kind of lilting and playful as well. It's sort of this mad dash for survival and hope. It does have this kind of Western tinge to it. There's this sense like of unbelievability. Like this thing is going to grow no matter what. Or this thing is going to work out no matter what. It's interesting because at the very beginning, the notes that the bass is playing, yeah. it, it sounds like a major chord or it doesn't right. sound like something bad. As the song kind of goes on, though, there's an urgency that comes in. Yes. There's something that somebody is running away from. Around two minutes, there's kind of a, a pause in the action and it almost sounds like yeah. a, a funeral at a church yeah. in this narrative that I've created. Okay, so this person, and I'm going to code her as she, she early in the song is like, I know I need to get out of the situation. Ooh. So she stages her death and that <laughs> that section is her funeral that they're all having. So the first part is her kind of planning it, getting it all together, trying to keep her plan secret, like debating whether or not she really is actually going to go through with it, et cetera, et cetera, decides to have the funeral and then gets the fuck out of wherever yeah. uh, she needs to get out from.
up and I was like, where, where are you from? She's from Britain. And I was just thinking of like, why does it sound kind of Western? I was like, right, because yeah. English country songs, oh, Irish folk yeah. songs, Scottish folk songs, like they came through Appalachia and then yeah. like a lot of Appalachian music then is like, you know, Southern right. and also Western, like country, Western yeah. Appalachian is all related. Yeah. And there's like, patterns of migration happening i love like learning about how music different instruments travel or different like kind of melodies or just super i don't know how they all travel Favorite trees, also considered an invasive tree that you should get rid of, but it's a pity because it's so fucking beautiful, is the princess okay. tree, otherwise known as the empress tree. <laughs> Just, sorry. Well, you said the princess tree, no. otherwise known as, I was like, oh, he'll say a name that I'm familiar with. And no, I was like, the no, empress just, tree. It's native to know. China, and then it spread to Japan and Korea. It has these big, like, hollow, but very strong seed pods that were used as packing material in the porcelain trade. So all these seed pods were shipped around the world. And as a result, princess trees are mostly found along routes of railroads or former railroads. And because Philadelphia is an old city. Oh, that's very interesting. You'll always spot a princess tree around old railroad tracks. And, you know, once they came to the United States through this porcelain trade, um, the seed pods were just kind of generally used to ship things, to ship fragile things. But because it grows so quickly, they tend to grow in like pods and spread out. Um, most people try to get rid of them. Um, but I just find them so beautiful. And I, I just like seeing them next to a railroad is so cool, knowing this history. It really changes the way you interact with plants when you, A, know what they are, but also kind of know why they're here. And the fact that mm-hmm. humans are just as responsible for our natural wild environments as nature itself um so this song it's called station to station it's very soft it's very breathy just as i imagine these seed pods to be um and it's by an artist called mega bog felt that song from the perspective of the princess tree yeah. at the beginning of the song oh, she yeah. is standing proud in uh-huh. in all of her finery she's got her mo- like beautiful pink or purple flowers going because her name is princess or empress like and you know the first song that you had was about like plants <laughs> flying through space and this song yeah. too like has a bunch of synths as well and so like she does almost feel like mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. alien princess totally. that has been yeah. plopped down into this place where she is really right. trying to just do her best to live. Uh-huh. I think the first line is, someday mm. I hope to forget what I was for. Just given your story about how they proliferated, like I think about this poor tree who I'm sure people are... Oh, totally, understandably, yeah. you know, hating uh, on because it can really totally fuck up take over ecosystem. stuff. But I just think of her, she's like, but I wasn't those packing peanuts. Yeah. Like, I, I'm my yeah. own thing. I'm my own entity. Like, I, I wish I could forget that right. that's how I got here. Someday, 
point of like she's just trying to survive i learned also that these princess or empress trees they suck up so much water so they can really do a lot of harm <laughs> they're real divas yeah. like yes they're just trying to survive but they like okay they suck up yeah. so much water that they become fireproof <laughs> because they contain so much moisture um, and i think that's probably part of the reason why they grow so quickly Interesting. they grow like anywhere from 15 to like 20 feet um, per year that's that's a lot yes they're beautiful and pretty but they're also extremely resilient they can resist fire interesting okay so the chorus is about like going back to the woods to find something wicked and pure basically she's trying to find magic again and so i imagine that in though that chorus part like she is attempting yes. to cultivate yes. her own woods around her by either dropping some seeds mm-hmm. or maybe shooting her roots up somewhere else. Yeah. She's trying to create a family around yeah. her where she yeah. feels like at home again yeah. towards the end. There's like these really ethereal uh, vocals and that definitely feels like you're witnessing apparently this, ma- this yeah. incredibly quick growth. You're witnessing 15 uh-huh. to 20 feet of growth in like a minute. Yeah. plant that i'm going to talk about uh it's just cacti all kinds yeah. the, the song is called cactus it's got a really summery sunshiny feel to it mm-hmm. it's by a woman who is from taiwan actually so i don't cacti are not they don't grow in taiwan yeah. maybe it was introduced but like cacti are uh native to the americas so But there's a great song called Cactus by this uh, Taiwanese singer called Lucy. Impressions. I was realizing while listening to the song, I haven't seen very many like wildly growing cacti in my life. And I feel like I'm really missing out. Yeah. My unfamiliarity around cacti Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really allows a lot Mm -hmm, of... mm -hmm imagination around what cacti are sure i I don't really know what like living every day with cacti is like like so to me like if i were to see a cactus just standing outside my door it'd be like the fucking coolest most magical thing ever so for all of the above stated reasons this the song was the voice of the cactus it was very sunny it was very beautiful (laughs) it was almost like iridescent but warm with like just like slowly changing light and, like, because I imagine cacti as being just filled with water, like, I think of them as these, like, water coolers that are standing against all odds in the desert. Like, sure. they're just moisturized. They're feeling great. They're like, yeah, it hasn't rained in three years, but I'm feeling amazing. I got all this water stored up in my body. And then sure. there's a chorus of other voices. I think it's just her voice that's layered over itself, possibly. But, like, more voices come in. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's when I imagine like all the little cacti spikes just like singing along with and like each little spike has its own voice and it's accompanying oh, oh. the main cactus just really enjoying its life with this reserve of water it's been storing for years <laughs> in the desert thriving you know where meanwhile I'm like fucking sweating my ass off I have the worst sunburn in my life I've just been bitten by like a snake because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing in the desert and the cactus is like don't worry be like me. Just chill. Like, you can survive here. It's fine. Just relax. like super sunny but there yes. is a tinge yes. of melancholy in there which I and I know that I've brought this up before but like anywhere yeah. where it is relentlessly sunny mm. there's always a little bit of sadness and I think part of it is because there's not these like gray days where you like associate with right. the weather deeply um and so like Every day, then, is just always a little bit sad because <laughs> you're, like, uh-huh. you're holding in, like, all of these feelings, like, in the face of this just, like, yeah. brilliant sunshine. You know, we've talked in other episodes and in this episode of this idea of, like, mm-hmm. going west to sure, find yeah. yourself in the United States and, you know all of a sudden being surrounded by, you know, all of this, all of this, this relentless sun, because that's where the cacti lives. It's like places of unrelenting sunshine. With all of that together, it, it, it does feel like this person might be, um, yeah, going west to reinvent themselves like many other people have to, or at least invoking that idea, (laughs) even if she's still in Taiwan. And that is kind of interesting that that idea has really like, proliferated but you think about like the popularity of country right. western music in germany and it's like that that yeah. idea of the cow is really yeah. appealing to a lot of people for some reason some plants so i love that you focused on all of these introduced plants yeah, in your life I like that. and then all of uh, all of my picks were about things that have been here long before i was here yes. and will be here long after i'm gone all right well like rate review or just tell a friend if you just want the songs just go to our website impressionspodcast.com you can get just the songs those were our impressions.